Okay, Kate, I have a question for you that I've thought mm -hmm. of. Mm -hmm. It's I think it's a nice one. Okay. So this episode dealt with a lot of sort of issues around dating. So something I was thinking about is what would your ideal 1950s date be? What would you do in the 1950s with a bow when you step out on the town in a in a sort of small town 50s setting like like Riverdale? I'm glad you swung around and qualified that because I was 100% going to say April 25th because it's not too hot, it's not too cold, and all you need is a light jacket. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great joke. Thank you. So everybody um, loves it. It's not overused at nope. all or anything. Yeah. Nope. It's not. Sorry. Um, what would I want to do? I think that, like, I think it's not that much different than, like, now. Uh, like yeah. a little activity, be it a movie or a game mm -hmm. or a concert or something, and then get a little snack of pops. The end. Yeah, I mean, I guess right? people went to baseball. In yeah, the they 50s. still had sports. They famously still had sports in the they 50s. They famously had sports in the 50s. The 50s is the era of sports, baby. Yeah. It was just sports, sports, sports all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What well, would you do? What would your day be? Uh, a little uh, pre-show milkshakes at Pops. Then take the old Roadster over to the Babylonium for a uh, thing from another world slash it came from outer space double feature. Then uh, hop on over to Lover's Lane for some heavy petting. Maybe third base. And then end the night by walking him home and giving him a kiss at the door. I thought it was going to end with you hanging out by the side of the river and having your friend's body wash up. Um, <laughs> that would be That'll be season one all over again. That would be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just finishing it up with a little bit of little Jason Blossom's murder. <laughs> Let's roll that theme song. Pals and gals, and welcome to another episode of XOXO Riverdale. I'm Louis Perlman. I'm Kate Batter. Uh, this is your favorite Riverdale fan generated podcast, not AI generated, fan generated podcast. As far as you know, yes, we're not AI. We're we're just A. Something not, AI would say, but well, we're not very intelligent. <laughs> That's my joke. Uh, yeah, and uh, we've been doing this for 75 years. We're going to continue to do this as long as Riverdale still exists. Let's see if they end this season. Let's this see what one, happens. This is one thing I want to bring up is I two things fans said to us this week, and one of them was that they said they heard that the season is written and there's only two or three more episodes to film. Okay, but, let's see what happens. Now we have this sag strike pending yep. and I'm just like I every step of the way something's not gonna go well that's right I totally agree with that <laughs> so. 
Oh boy, wouldn't it be amazing if this show ended on like a shitty like mid-season cliffhanger? The fact Wouldn't that, that be amazing? They only have like two or three left to film allegedly too, which means that like it wouldn't even be like a mid-season cliffhanger. It would be like a weird they just forgot to finish it. Like Totally. Yeah, just this weird open-ended goodbye. Yep. Well, I hope that's not what happens, but also with what's going on at the CW, it's very possible because programs like this are not going to exist next year on the CW really at all. What know? is their official thing? Because I know they were transitioning to live golf real hard, but I don't know what else they're doing besides Saudi-backed golf tournaments. So more sports, Saudi-backed okay. golf. Uh, I was just reading a really good article about this from friend of the pod, Alex Zalman, who writes for Decider. So, yeah, more sports, a lot of reality. Looks like they're going to do, I believe, on Tuesdays, a comedy block. Mm -hmm. Like panel shows? They've been dabbling in that. Panel shows and also some scripted content as well, actually. But a bunch of that comedy scripted content are imports from Canada that are uh, done. Two shows that are both friends of mine, I'm friendly with. One of them is Run the Burbs, which my mm-hmm. old pal, Andrew Fung, made, uh, who I used to do comedy with in Calgary uh, sort of last few years before he hit with Kim's Convenience. And then my old friend, Kurt Smeaton's show, who is a improviser in Toronto that's called Kids Ruin Everything that he created. So basically they were like, are you friendly with Louis? Do you have a fond, do you have fond memories of Louis? We're going to, we're going to import your show. So that's, that's Great. how CW decided that. Yeah. 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 Sounds. And, sounds I, right. and I believe there's some other Canadian stuff as well that isn't comedy that they've just bought up yeah well they were trying to do like they bought a bunch of taskmaster and then like forgot they did it yeah they were like what we own and, this what and then like they have this like great american joke off thing which i watched like one episode of and i understand is basically a british panel show from when i go to the panel show subreddit to find taskmaster um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i hope they don't there was an american taskmaster it was very bad uh I would like for them not to retry that. But well, it seems like I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn here. But it seems like maybe all the people that are currently executives at these networks and studios don't really care about art or fans Ooh, or fun things and they only just care about sort of churning cheap shit out that will make them the most amount of money for the least amount of investment. Does that sound right? You know, that doesn't sound like the the Hollywood executives I know. Well, (laughs) here's a question about the Hollywood executives that you know. And this is serious. When can we eat them? Mm -hmm. Because I'm hungry and I'm ready for some some yum, 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 eat those executives action. I'm going to later look into what they're trying to do with sports here because I just don't ESPN is already shifting and like already kind of has the market cornered on sports TV. 
yeah but like um, for them to like because i will say when i had when i paused riverdale the other day it was showing like live golf tournament footage and i was like aren't people mad at you for this like (laughs) i can't everyone everyone's been it overshadows the pga is how awful this thing is yeah they can't believe people are doing it and they're like leaning in so hard like a heel like a wrestling heel into live golf that like i don't know yeah what's going on it's really a wild time apparently you know they this was for so long just to sort of put this in context to people that haven't been thinking as much about this as like us with the riverdale podcast Mm -hmm. for so long cw was devoted to creating these basically like these shows that had these niche young fan followings and that was their not their entire i shouldn't say that that was like 85 percent of their lineup Mm -hmm. and something that alex brings up in the article which i do agree with is yes a lot of those shows had a very trashy feel to them but it was a place where a lot of young talent was cutting their teeth on how TV works. And it was very diverse in mm-hmm. terms of the lot of different actors of color and a lot of different sexualities and gender identities represented on screen, mm-hmm. including in Supergirl, the first ever on screen. This is a you know, a chintzy CW soap opera show, the first ever transgender superhero in literally in visual, like in, in like visual media history, you know, mm-hmm. that's kind of significant. That's pretty interesting. Right. Yeah. Um, so they apparently aren't completely getting rid of all of that. Superman and Lois, which is apparently very good. I haven't really watched it since the first. I've heard great things, but yeah, it's apparently very, very imaginative. Yeah, Uh, that apparently is sticking around, and that's the end. It's the only DC Comics Arrowverse show that is left. Wow. The end. You know, and that used to be that there was one of those on CW a night Mm -hmm. every night of the week monday through friday which fans comic book geek fans were like we are overwhelmed we can't watch all of yeah these. like which makes a lot of sense and then another big tent pole of the cw supernatural which has a massive fan following it's the scariest fandom yes totally <laughs> yeah totally like it's like supernatural is scary and mma people are scary (laughs) whenever there's something where you're like this can't get more depraved and you find that part of the internet supernatural's involved yes like the most fucked up things i've ever seen on the internet come from someone's like creative brain and not like some like physical awful thing that happened yeah it's always it's like supernatural supernatural. yeah that's really funny (laughs) and it's true so one of the actors from supernatural was going to star in a spinoff and CW has nixed it, which much to everyone's shock because that really is such a cash cow for them. Yeah. So he is shopping it around to other networks. But the fact that he's 
doing that is crazy to me. This is all nuts. <laughs> and it's so, it, could it, lead, like it could lead to this, just to loop it back around, sorry to interrupt you, Kate, just to the, the, um, the actor's strike happening, them not filming the last three episodes of Riverdale or whatever, and then CW just being like, our priorities have shifted, and this show might not end now. Yeah. If that happens, I think we should write the last three episodes and the last few uh, ep episodes of our podcast should be a bunch of our fun actor friends getting together and doing table reads of what we think should happen in the last three episodes of the show. I deeply agree with that. Yeah, like someone's going to have to fucking finish this show and it might be yeah, it might Kate be Batter us. and Louis Perlman. <laughs> it might be us. Anyway, anyway. Oh boy, CW, what are you yeah, doing? CW, what are you doing? You, you, bust, you busted my balls. <laughs> um, so we have some other fan news to discuss before we get into episode what is it 124 125 125 dirty dancing i um, real quick before we get into the thing you're going to talk about yes. i do want to address one fan did let us oh no no hoop it's hoop dreams this week hoop episode dreams, yeah. 125 not dirty dancing that was last week. yeah <laughs> uh one of our fans reminded us of who twilight twist is thank and you I, let's hear it and I thanks to them genuinely i do think we are talking about the same person they said twilight twist was like one of the ghoulies in the last season oh which i think because we said she was like one of the like dickinsons and i think they were all the same people i don't think that's right i think that our listener is right and we are wrong i'm gonna okay. say who is that do we know their name can we give them a shout out a thanks um let me go look. i will sing a song while kate looks it up i'm singing the song so there's not dead air on the podcast i don't want our editor to have to edit this out kj so. Thank you, KJ. Regular listener. Regular. And she also agrees that KJ, Archie's you, 10 you times rule. better this season. Yes, KJ. Of course you do, because you rule. Thank you, KJ. Awesome. Do we have Here's another fun little thing? Another that correction actress, as well? Uh, that actress wasn't Supernatural. <laughs> oh, I'm shocked. Really? Wow. Wow. Depraved. It's depraved. She was on both shows. Nope, What's the other? I that. thought you had another correction from somebody this week. Who reached oh, out that to was us. it. Wasn't I, I called it the corrections department? It was a person letting us know that there's episodes written allegedly? Oh, very cool, yeah. very cool. Who was that? Jesus Christ, Lee. I'm gonna make you look it up on the Instagram. Was it's it the Instagram? Twitter. Twitter? Oh, it was the Twitter. Twitter. Oh my gosh, yeah. Use that sinking ship before it is gone forever. Before it is you, Jonathan. DM. Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> before you dm someone and it immediately it sends you to a video of like fucking a kid with their head getting run over or some shit fucking twitter i'm in a real punchy mood folks <laughs> i <laughs> i had really horrible thing happen and then an immediately really good thing happened today and i'm still like really off kilter so totally i mean this i feel like this entire season of the show is XOXO after dark because we yeah. are unhinged. Absolutely. And speaking of unhinged, <laughs> great segue because it's time for us to check in with <laughs> Cole Sprouse's camera duels. <laughs> it's upsetting to see. Oh, it's dreadful. So 
Cole Sprouse is going crazy like we are, which is interesting because I would argue this is his best season of the show. Yeah. He's really killing it. What a likable Jughead this season. He's not a little zombie man with dead eyes. He's doing it. So I think one of us should read this caption out, his latest camera duels. It's so disgusting. And then when you compare it like to the picture too, it's just like. Yeah. Okay. How about this? I'm going to describe the picture. Okay. And then you're going to read what he wrote about it. Okay. It's two women sitting on a bench. And then a third woman who's a little older is taking a photo of them. And then Casey Cott is predominantly in the corner of the photo. uh, Or, you know, because Cole's pretending to take a photo of Casey, but is actually taking a photo of these, of this woman who he, he thinks is taking a photo of him. But in this case, it really doesn't look like it at all. Right? It doesn't. And I will say... It's like he's just looking out for it here. It looks like a mom taking pictures of her daughters. It sure does. It looks like a mommy taking pictures of her daughties. Yep. Okay. And here is the caption. Go for it, Kate. It may surprise you to know that my primary demographic is mothers. Yes, something about raising children on wholesome programming made me somewhat of a mommy magnet. I imagine the Wiggles cleaned house. Gross. And so here we are with another duel, but just in time for cougar hunting season. Bad. But Cole, perhaps they were just taking a photo of their girl's lunch? Perhaps they were, and yet her camera drops when I leave her field of vision, only to return when I appear again. Context, people, context. See comments below for less of it. Now I am become death, the destroyer of homes, Oppenheimer, milk enthusiast on the nuclear family. And then he says it's Casey. And I just... He's saying that her camera drops when he leaves her view, but if he's leaving her view, he can't see her anymore. Yeah, how would he know? He wouldn't know. Is Cole Sprouse gaining omnipresence? Because I'm not into it. Well, he compared himself to Oppenheimer. And I also, like, I don't know how old this woman looks, but I don't know that her kids were the right demo for his, like, kids shows either. I mean, who knows? It's just, this really doesn't look like a shot of somebody taking a photo of him. It really doesn't look like it. it yeah. And, and it's so insulting, the thing about the MILF and the thing about... The Wiggles. The Wiggles cleaned house. It's really gross. Yeah. Um, And it feels misogynistic, right? Because it, it is. Oh, yeah, because it is. Yeah, because it is misogynistic. Yeah, why am yeah. I saying feels? It is misogynistic. Yeah. L- Lily really must have had her hands full with this guy. Glad she's not with him anymore. I'm sure she yeah. is too. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. really made it out of there. I think that these last few uh, camera duels, Instagrams, it really feels like Cole needs like some therapy he's not getting. Right? Yeah. 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 So I hope he gets that because this is all very unfortunate. Yep. Yep. Not into it. Yes, not at all. Um, Love it great conversation <laughs> no it was upsetting um uh so yeah but if you disagree please feel free to message us or dm us or hit us up but we are upset about this over here at the xoxo riverdale home office 
Um, <laughs> let's talk about hoop dreams, right? Sure. Let's yeah. Get into some, it. Of the, some of the worst basketball I've seen on TV. Oh, uh, that's so funny. I didn't notice that. I didn't care. I don't care. I didn't think you would. I didn't think you would, but it's like, there's this weird thing that happened to me recently where I, we've talked about Wrexham soccer before. Oh, yeah. Because all the men on that team are dreamboats. <laughs> they're so far down in like the professional soccer system, but you're like, oh, but they're still professionals. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, they're not, they're not that good at soccer. I'm not good either, but like it's understandable why they're not beating Man City because they're not that good. Yeah. And that's what this felt like. It was like, oh, I'm watching a middle school skilled level like not even like high school skills in that one it was just like they didn't get like a choreographer on set or anything for this it felt like they were like the actors were like oh we get basketball and then suddenly like didn't this is a genuine question mm -hmm. when they block out how sports are working in film and tv is that the work of a choreographer or is there another name for that? Do you know? That's kind of interesting. I've never thought about that. that. I think it's like not an official role. I imagine it's almost stunt coordination more. Yeah. But there is someone who would, who designed a play for them to follow through with. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that makes then sense. That's suddenly, interesting. And I'm sure the cast was all like, oh, we played basketball. And then suddenly they couldn't do like a chest pass. And they were like, oh. Yeah, they were like, we know. You're just vaguely familiar with it. Like, yeah. <laughs> did you play like rec ball when you were 10? Because it doesn't look like it, bud. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, was, it was really tough. It was really like, like I don't want to like toot my own horn here, but like, Jesus Christ. Do you think they were trying to make the basketball look bad because it was from the 50s and it's sort of a more old fashioned way of playing? Because we uh, have seen footage from the 50s. We do know, we do know the game has changed somewhat. The you know game I mean? has changed not as much as it feels like. Um, Sure. I will say, I love talking about this. I was talking to a friend recently. Yeah, yeah. My, I, my elementary school gym teacher was like very serious about the physical education part. And so every year we had to learn the history of basketball. Oh, that's kind of <laughs> cool. I'm into it. Yeah, but it's I was like, weird that it wasn't a different sport every year, but. Well, I think it's that, like, I did learn about a lot of sports, but the thing is, I had him for six years. Okay. And, so, like, there's only and he so was much like, and he was like, this is my unit. I have, like. And when great. I was, the person I was talking about it was his daughter. His daughter. Um, his daughter. Yeah. But it like really hasn't changed much. There's certainly more dunking now. Mm hmm But there isn't like necessarily innovative style. Like people aren't passing differently. People aren't scoring more. I mean, they're, they're scoring more. It's because games are longer. Longer. Now. Yeah. And sure. because there's there's a three pointer now that used to be they still shot threes, but it only counted for two points. Oh, okay. So that's a bit a bit of a change. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. It's it's sort of interesting, but it's not that they didn't shoot the same. It's the same exact shots they were shooting. They just get more points for them now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but it's not actually that different, really, at all. So, questione, follow up mm -hmm. here. More. Yep. Just for you. Is the pivot to basketball this season not working for you overall? Or just this episode stuck out because there was so much basketball in it and you were like, this all looks bad. Because I do think it's an interesting shift from it being so football-centric, this show, you know? Yeah, it does, I don't 
I don't mind it. I think it's easier for them to do basketball too, certainly because they don't have to like take helmets on and off. Um, sure, so we can see and, all the characters. Yeah, and football I think has changed a lot more than basketball has changed too. Like they'd mm-hmm. have to have like period specific equipment and stuff that like yes. the, the basketball equipment is still the same. Yeah, yeah, it's easier to it's easier in the costumes to put them in shorts and in jerseys. Yeah, and it's in t-shirts. Easy. Yeah. It's easier to have stuff going on in the background. The basketballs are the same. It's easier to find hoops. They don't have to like paint anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's that this episode opened with it. And then the entire episode was um, the Luke Cafferty storyline from Friday Night Lights. Like very oh, specifically I didn't like know. That's finding someone in the district on a farm that was like mm-hmm. going to another school and bringing him in. Like it was, it was very directly like the Luke Cafferty storyline with some small changes, of course, but... Was Luke Cafferty a victim of racism or is he a white fellow? He was a white fellow. <laughs> okay. So that part so, wasn't it, but the like finding him on a farm sure. in the district was like bringing yeah. him in because he's good at the sport. But yeah, it totally. It was just like, okay. <laughs> I thought that just to talk about this, A, I'm very into Farm Reggie. I think Farm Reggie okay. is a great character. Yeah, I'm loving this Reggie, yep. Yep. B, this is a pretty good uh, little story about how people are racist and about certain things that people who were, you know, Korean Mm -hmm. in the 50s in the States didn't get that everybody else got. Like how the GI Bill didn't support them. Yep. That's really interesting, right? Yep. So, of course, they, like, really brushed past it pretty fast, but it was a... Well... I that felt part, like it was a element to the story that was setting up what was happening with Reggie. You know what I mean? Where it was like, mm-hmm. this is his background, and then this is what is happening to him in the present that m- mirrors that. You know, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, <sighs> this season continues to, for the most part, do right by its characters. Yeah. What What show are we watching? <laughs> We are watching, I think it was season three when Luke Cafferty came in Friday Night Lights. So we're watching season, season two, three we are, of Friday Night Lights. We're watching Great. season two or three of Friday Night Lights. Um, yeah. If it's season two, it lines up with the writer's strike. Oh, wow. So, History I mean, repeating. Yeah. Wow. I know. Uh, strikes, they happen when people don't get paid properly. Yep. Here's a question for you. Sports legacies. Mm-hmm. Do you know about any legacies like Archie and his dad that are this serious for kids in high school? Is this a thing that happens? My dad was the star quarterback. My dad was the, I don't know, what else, you know, the point guard. My dad was the best of the gymnasts. Don't know. I think that there's certainly a contributing factor that his father had died. I think that this would not at all, this could be a thing, whether it happens or not, is like, I guess what the question is here. But I think that like, if someone I went to in high school had a parent who had had been good enough to like go pro and they had passed, I think it definitely would have been a big thing. Yeah, like if you had um, gone to like high school with like Dwayne Gretzky or someone like that, you know? Yeah, yes, Dwayne Gretzky. That's yeah, yeah that's Dwayne Gretzky's son's name, Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think that like, 
you'd have to be good enough that they went pro. I think like whoever holds the high school record for like, I don't know who the fuck that person is. And I'm sure it's someone's dad, but like, I don't know unless he was like also in the NBA. So I don't know. Seems weird, but also I'll give it to him because his dad's dead. So he's probably like more. And his uncle's the coach. Like, yeah, I guess it's like there. Yeah, there's that pressure there. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, Next thing I want to talk about is Tony and Cheryl. Mm -hmm. So this is basically, I feel like the way Tony is acting, and I think this is cool, it's basically a 1950s queer teenager way to have a discussion about non-monogamy. And that's pretty interesting to have in this show. Like, a lot of layers to this. I was wondering what you were going to think of it because it's also, like, kind of... I mean, it's certainly discussing a stereotype, but the opposite stereotype of lesbians, which is that they go very hard, very fast, very monogamously. Yes, that is a good point. And... But this this doesn't go against Tony's character, which is great. Right. Because, yeah, like, Tony in this season and overall, you know, doesn't want to feel pinned down, held down mm-hmm. by anything. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, this could have been an example of a bad soap opera will-they-won't-they they moment. Instead, this felt like a well-written arc for the two characters. Yeah. And, and I feel I, like... Yes, go for it. Sorry. There's, I think, like, some of Tony is, like, you know, it's tough to be with someone who isn't fully out. But that's such, like, a strongly trodden path that I'm glad that that's not, like, all they're doing with it. Definitely. And another thing that they discussed very well this episode was the scene where Cheryl said to Tony, it's one of the reasons we broke up because I'm white. And that's very smart because it's very much about the different experiences of people of color and white people in 1950s America. Cool stuff. <laughs> 1950s America. In America. Yeah. 1950s America. Who the fuck? And that Tony Who said- am I? Glenn Beck? Stop it, Louis. The, di- <laughs> the differences of people of color and, and white-skinned people during the his- entire history of this country. Yeah. yeah. And then that Tony, the said, Tony said, yes. And then Cheryl said, understood. Yes, totally. Took it very maturely. Because I also, earlier in the episode when they're explaining that, like, Mayor Blossom is going to make sure that the Mantle's farm is okay. Yeah. Um, again, that's why Luke Cafferty was at his family's farm. It's fine, whatever. Um, it's fine. <laughs> uh, but I was like, I wrote the sentence, am I to believe Mayor Blossom isn't a racist? But then he certainly was. Yeah, I'm like, I don't feel like this is well thought through. Well, but it was because that scene was amazing at the party. Yeah. And Archie getting more and more pissed off and realizing what was going on. And, you know, and then look who's little redhead savior here sticking up for his friends, Archie Andrews. And not 80s ski movie villain Julian Blossom. Oh, Right? That's really what's happened with him. He's an He's 80s ski movie, movie villain. He is. That's absolutely who he is. Yeah. Uh, loved it when Archie decked him. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping it would kill him. 
but we weren't that lucky this time around. No. <laughs> when are we ever? I know. Archie is yet to just murder someone with his hands on this I show. I know. It's weird. I know. I was going to jump way ahead because sure. who cares? Yeah. And talk about how this whole scene between Kevin and Veronica, where Veronica's like trying to suss out the clay thing, the whole time I was like, okay, but like, you're his boss. So no matter what comes of this, Kevin's right. Like, well, yeah. And, <laughs> but there was no boundaries about that in the 50s. There really wasn't. No, there I mean, wasn't, but that doesn't mean. I mean, yeah, it's. Did they delve into the complexities of that? No. It's not like certain scenes in Mad Men where women are getting trained to be receptionists. And like in the training, it's like one of the most important things you do is to please your boss, you know, like, <laughs> like that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, it's not really addressed properly. And I didn't love that. I did feel like that scene out of everything was a little far fetched where I didn't love how Kevin came out so readily to Veronica. And then how Veronica's response was, I knew it. I was testing you. Yeah. Mm. I was like, were you? Okay, well, that kind of makes your whole arc this episode kind of kind of crummy, you know? Yeah, because I think they wanted us to see that, like, Veronica was okay with it and she's great. And it's like, I totally agree, but, like, what a gross way to do it. Like, if I really saw her as an ally, I'd expect her to do it, like, actually, just first of all, not do it at all because it, she respected his boundaries. It, you know, I, I didn't think about this until now, too. It also, like, connects back to the first Archie story that had Kevin in it from, like, 2011 now, 2012. Mm -hmm. And in that story, and it's not great, and I hope they wouldn't do this now. I need to sneeze. <coughs> Pardon me, allergies, folks. <laughs> so, in that story, Kevin tells... You know, Veronica's hitting on Kevin. Then Veronica leaves. Then Kevin comes out to, to Juggy. Kevin says, well, I don't care about Veronica because I'm gay. And Jughead says, oh, well, that's great. I'm going to have some fun with Veronica because she doesn't know you're gay. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. that's no good. That's no good. Not great at all. Yuck. Um, and in certain ways, this feels kind of similar, right? Mm -hmm. like she's not gonna know and then she's gonna find out and it's gonna be okay but yeah but you know I'm, I'm glad she reacted well and i'm glad she has some nice friends because she had to leave uh tab hunter behind uh in hollywood who was gay in the 50s in hollywood tab hunter and she name drops him and who else does she say oh she says um yeah, she says Tab Hunter. Oh, and she says Tony. Anthony mm -hmm. Perkins. Yeah. Yeah, that's who she's referring to. Yeah. Famously bisexual Anthony Perkins. Yeah. Um, one of the absolute queer dreamboats of Hollywood of all time, in my opinion. What a handsome actor. Gorgeous. Interesting, dynamic man. Anthony and Perkins. His, whenever his son pops up in things, you're like, he's not that good, but... Totally. Good for him. Uh, but I do feel like being able to spot Oz Perkins like immediately without questioning where I've seen this guy before and always nailing it is somehow a superpower of mine. And I don't know why I think it's so important for me to be like, oh, Oz Perkins. Do you think it's 
Is it because he looks like Anthony Perkins? I think it's because I've seen Legally Blonde so many times. Oh, okay. And he's in Legally Blonde. Very but then, cool. like, he was, like, an extra in one of the Star Trek movies. And I was like, oh, that's Perkins. Oh, it's Perkins. There he and is as Klingon number seven. And now that's just, like, a thing where I feel like it's an important skill that I have that people should know about. Oh. And it's nothing. It's can nothing. You, can you spot Oz Perkins? If you can, yeah. tweet at us. Yeah, we wanna, let us we know. know. We want to know. Let us know. Yeah, yeah, does it take you out of things instantly? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking um, about taking out uh-huh. something that took me into the episode, uh-huh. there's a segue. Uh-huh. Welcome back, Tabitha. Yes, great to have her back. Love to see her. Maybe that actor was off shooting something too, like along with you know with Reggie, Reggie. Yeah, yeah. because Maybe there she was. She was shooting commercials for Senior Mints or Butterflingers or Three Buccaneers or Skit Kat bars. <laughs> I wrote all of those out, and I know I missed some. The best thing about that sequence was the 75 cents joke, which was great. How Jughead ordered basically enough to feed a small village. And they were like, well, that'll be 75 cents. Yeah. Which probably is Jughead's full salary for a week writing Super Duck comics. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> uh, and, oh, this is something I wanted to look up. So you need to sing a little song. I would I wanted to look up the release date of Singing in the Rain. I want to say 55, but we're looking it up now. I oh, it's from 1952. Oh, it's earlier than I thought. So it probably wouldn't have been playing still, but that's okay. No. I don't mind. That was fun. Love singing in the rain. Love that they were talking about it. Here's something that's been completely dropped that I just want to give a nod to here. Mm-hmm. Archie is not working anymore pumping gas right <laughs> i mean maybe done. he is but it's not nothing notable happens in his day-to-day well this episode he had a lot of time to show reggie around like just oodles of time so that's fine yeah uh yeah and then um oh <laughs> uh, what else what else was happening here I'm just looking through my notes. Uh, Lachlan oh. Monroe was so good in this episode. Who was? Lachlan Monroe. Yes. I don't remember what he did, but I remember being like, dude, he's doing so fucking good in the show. Lachlan Monroe is such a little treasure. He's a little, he's a, a good, treat. he's a good actor. Absolutely. I did like that Veronica used the term friend of Dorothy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't heard that yet on the show, and I do love a you know that is a great expression for a gay person. Um, if you were a friend of Dorothy, which of the three friends would you be? Um, I know you're giving the three options, but I would be the man who opens the door at the Emerald City. Yeah, totally. Not nobody, not know how. Yeah, that's- I'm also gay. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Who would you be? Um, well, I mean, if we're really opening it up to all the fussy characters in The Wizard of Oz, yeah. of which there are many, I would love to be one of those fucking trees, let me tell you. <laughs> be a tree that throws apples at people. Yeah. How would you like it if someone picked something off of you? I'm glad we both jumped to the same side character. Yes. <laughs> love those trees. Tree. Oh those my God. trees are classic. Yeah. <laughs> 
She was hungry. She was hungry. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, uh, I I forgot to mention this before, but while we're talking about you know classic movies, mm-hmm. so I was. It was confirmed by a friend of the podcast, Bethany Bowles, who texted me this week. Just want to shout out to her. She's been on the show before. And she, you know, I said that that character's last name was Lamal. I was wrong. That character's last name was pronounced Lemley. And the name of the producer who he's referencing that's a old-timey Hollywood producer is named Carl Lemley. So they were certainly referencing him. So that was nice. Yeah, one of those times where they choose the real name instead of a fake one with reckless abandon. It seems like that's the case. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Uh, <coughs> I I wrote down. I just <laughs> it's almost like an affirmation when Archie punched out Julian, mm-hmm. and Archie went, "We're not going to be like that," which I liked, which I thought was, and then I wrote down, "Well, Julian is like that." <laughs> Screw you, Julian. <laughs> I noted when they were doing the scrimmage and they picked teams, I thought it was notable that they were already set up on five and five jersey colors and then decided to usurp that for storytelling uh, purposes. I noticed but that as well. It just felt insane and dumb. It was. It seemed sort of crazy. Yeah. It was like... I mean, I get that it's like they wanted to show Frank being dastardly and stuff, but like, certainly some of the background should have been like, they're already set up. Like, even like the meanest gym teacher would be like, this is silly. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay, guys, how about you just play the way you're dressed? Yeah. Yeah, seems easy. Yeah, absolutely. I was sort of wondering, um, like, if they were going to do like tank tops versus tank tops and shirts. You know what I oh, mean? Shirts and skins. Well, no, because there were some players that had tank tops and no um, T-shirts underneath. Oh, people who were wearing them as tanks and people who were wearing them as pennies. Yes, thank you. That's correct. Yeah, the pennies. No, yeah. you know, shirts and skins, I wouldn't be surprised for that to happen on this show because they love to show, you know, yeah. sexy dudes playing sports. But, you know, I, yeah. Have you, did they used to do shirts and skins for boys? At your school? Because they did that for us. We used to play shirts and skins, which now looking back on it, I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. We had uh, gender-separated gym classes in high school. Oh, okay. So then maybe. I mean, we they were know. in the yeah, you don't know. gym at the same time. And if it was raining, there was a full period mat ball with everyone. But I think they had pennies. Or you just, like, remembered. I will say, <laughs> girls' gym when I was in high school, like, they were just like, let's all do something fun and participate. And we rarely, rarely played real sports. Um, sure. A lot of like weird made up stuff, teams chosen in insane ways. I didn't, never did a schoolyard pick. Okay. In high school. That's great. I think the boys classes did though. Oh, but I will say the, the girls classes, no schoolyard picks. Did you do schoolyard picks in elementary school? I don't recall. Well, we did every gym Ooh. class and I was picked last every time. Oh, uh, yep. Was, I think we even in elementary school it horrible. was count off. Count yeah. off one, two. In high school it was a lot of like there were freshman sophomore classes and junior and senior classes. Sure. So it was, like except for that. And yeah. one where it was whether you were in bio or chem at the time, like Sure. Yeah, like let's just arbitrarily fucking do this. Yeah. 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 Every time. And the gym teacher thought that was fine. 
to see this kid get picked last every time. And he didn't even teach you the history of basketball. He didn't. If you're listening, Mr. Tickles, you were awful and your last name was Tickles. And now I'm a successful podcaster in New York City. What are you doing, Mr. Tickles? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I can tell you. Yeah. I mean, I know what my gym teacher's up to, but... Can you, can you believe that was his last name? That's insane. It was wild. Yep. Yep. Well, true story, folks. Yep. Yeah, not wow. a nice man. Not a nice gym teacher. Not a nice guy. Not, not good. No. Uh, Love that Reggie was reading Super Duck Comics when Arch got <laughs> home. Just great that like we're sort of we're really that the world is feeling pretty rich these days. The Riverdale world, which I think is cool. Uh, Definitely. I do like the way that Tony came around to Cheryl at the end. Because, you know, I like the sort of idea that they are fated to be together. Mm -hmm. And I do hope that this show follows that to its conclusion of them like, um, you know, falling in love in the last episode of the entire season or series and then like flying into space and becoming mm-hmm. like beautiful goddesses. That'd be nice. It's mixing Friday night light seasons, but I do like this Betty ra- like as a rally girl situation. That's what they are on Friday lights. Oh, okay. It's like uh, Tyra. I can't think of Tyra's last name. Tyra Banks. Either way. Yes. Tyra Banks in Friday night lights. Yeah. Uh, but this like, I mean, Texas football is like a whole other thing, but they had like, they have cheerleaders and they had rally girls, which were like very specifically like these girls who were like for school spirit, but were just like assistants to the men on the football team. And they kind of jammed that together into one here. Um, But I feel like both of them, oh my God, is there a basketball game and a referee is bleeding from the mouth? Jesus. Oh yeah, yeah. He must have gotten hit by uh, by a stray ball. It looks like he took a hand, but no one's in trouble. Um, oh, good. But, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, I feel oh, like yeah. Did Reggie... you get distracted? <laughs> I oh. got distracted by someone bleeding from the mouth in basketball, like this episode. Uh, yes. I think that it could be so, like, this Reggie-Betty relationship could be so fun. Definitely. And they kind of aborted a little sooner than I wish. I agree, although I did love Betty, like, confiding this stuff and Reggie being like, I can't handle this. Yeah. But it makes sense for a person of color to be afraid to be talking to a white woman about stuff like that mm-hmm. because he could be accused of shit very yeah. easily. Yeah, so he famously is... the first episode talked about him until. That is correct, yeah. So he is removing himself from the sitch, which I thought was totally smart. Mm-hmm. But I do like that because of, you know, like, well, this is like very schmaltz, but feels earned that because of Archie's efforts, Reggie's willing to meet Archie halfway and like go hang out with the guys at Pops after, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I think that's great. And hopefully it'll all work out for all of them. And Reggie will never experience any sort of racist behavior for the rest of his life because leave him alone. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. So... Final scene. Mm-hmm. Gruesome. Bray Radbury has been hanged by the milkman. I for sure thought Jughead was going to get accused. So, I mean, while I'm certain that it was not suicide, I'm glad that we're not like getting this weird like Jughead wrapped in a murder plot thing. Definitely. 
but it's going to be a very personal murder for Jughead to solve, considering that this was his uh, father figure. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. His best friend. Yes, his Biffle. And that was the episode. <laughs> we really talked about it this time, folks, so much. <laughs> Who was on your power list this week? Um, I have not in order, really, but I have Reggie, Veronica, and Tony. Cool. I have Frank and Cheryl. Great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who was on your crush list? Tabitha, Veronica, and Reggie. Oh my gosh, I have Jughead, Betty, and Tabitha. What's happening next week on Riverdale? You're going to like this. Episode 126 is called Betty and Veronica Double Digest. (laughs) That's so meta. Oh my god. Betty and Veronica Double Digest. (laughs) Oh, I really hope it's formatted like an actual Archie Double Digest with the correct amount of stories of the correct length and the correct amount of shorts in the between yeah. and an outfit parade in the middle and a letters column oh to that i say don't get your hopes up <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah seriously that would be really bananas uh well cool well you know um thanks to everybody that's been listening and engaging with us and we've really been enjoying uh getting through the season with y'all <laughs> and uh yeah you know of course we're more than happy to bring up anything you want us to bring up on the podcast. You know, it doesn't as even have to doing. be about the show. <laughs> yeah, if you want to ask us like a fun question, like you know, what would your ideal, you know, wedding be like? You if know, your friend well, listens and you want us to give them like a little shout out as a present, like yeah, sure. you know, you don't have to pay us. We're not yeah, cameo. We're not cameo. <laughs> don't don't think we're cameo. We'll just do it. If you want to, we're not going to fight you on it. I might if if I get like a small amount of money because you are like no I want to compensate you I donate it to something nice. Um, if you give me tons of money, then I'll donate some of it to something nice and keep the rest and yeah. retire. But we won't explicitly request it. No, and that's who what's do, important. Who do you think we are? We're not on cameo. Stop accusing us, listeners. <laughs> Every day I get so many messages from our fans like, are you on Cameo? And we're like, just, we'll no. just do it. <laughs> we won't. You won't have to pay us. Yeah, you want us to give us a shout out, a happy birthday to somebody. Uh, you want us to break up with somebody on the through the podcast, we'll do it. Oh my God, please. What a treat for we'll us. We'll pay you. We'll pay you, yeah. Yeah, what a life, what a life affirming thing for us to get to do. Oh man. So special thanks to our editor, Angeli Mercado. And our theme songwriter, Louis Ronowitz. And uh, thanks for sticking with us, guys. Uh, I'm Louis Perlman. I'm Kate Batter. Bye. Bye. Bye.